0: Run it back for the boys from 69, back for the fans on 12 and 5. Run it back to back and raise
1: it
2: high. Hello Chiefs Kingdom and welcome to the MKE Chiefs Cast Live from the Wolfden Special Edition where we will be joined by a very special guest as always. I'm Josh.
0: And I'm Chris. Today on our show we have Farzine Pasugian with us today. Welcome to the show, Farzine
2: to meet you guys thanks for having me on hey you bet and we are of course presented by complete weddings and events your leading provider of photo video dj photo booth lighting and coordination service so let's get into the working session of this gentleman so Farzine, biggest question that i think we want to start with is uh what is your what has been your your transformation in your journey getting into sports journalism what what's your path and story been to to get to the, the point where you're at today
1: yeah, uh, I, got, I got pretty lucky. Uh, in 2007, when nobody knew what podcasting was, uh, there were a couple of sports websites that had podcasts. Um, and I noticed some of these websites didn't have a Chiefs podcast. So I started, I, I just approached the, um, the people who were on one of the websites and they're like, yeah, sure, we're down. And so I started doing that. Uh, got a lot of views in the beginning because there was no other Chiefs podcast at the time. I don't know if you guys remember Bob Gretz.
2: Yeah, he's mm-hmm. the only yep. one
1: who actually had a Chiefs podcast, but it wasn't like an actual show. It was just him uploading a sixty-second Chiefs update daily. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like an actual show podcast. So, uh, and then about a year later, uh, doors just opened for me. Uh, there was one publication called Four Thirty Five South Magazine. They've now rebranded to Kansas City Magazine. Uh, the editor reached out to me, um, uh, thanks to my mom because she knew my mom and wanted me to write for her, and I'm in high school at the time doing this, and then uh, the editor of Kansas City Sports and Fitness Magazine also reached out to me and wanted me to write some pieces from once in a while, so that was a lot of fun to do, Um, and then, you know, one thing after another, just went to uh, college, worked for student newspapers at Johnson County Community College, and then transferred to KU, and did all that, uh, internet at 810 during that time. And then, uh, yes, exactly. Uh, I like that. The, 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 the KU <laughs> journalism. Uh, exactly. Uh, but yeah, um, I interned at A10, And then uh, when I got out of college, I worked for 610 and Bleacher Report and uh, did that for a while. Uh, I, I actually contributed to Bleacher Report in college, but they gave me a, a part-time job afterwards. So it was a lot of fun while it lasted. Uh, I think a lot of you guys know uh, the problem with uh, journalism, especially sports media. The hours can be pretty crappy. Uh, not the most fun. Uh, there are certainly some stories <laughs> looking back. It's a fun industry, but uh, there are a lot of hours, a lot of commitment, and a uh, little pay for it. And that was just not something I was really willing to do uh, long run. But um, that's why uh, you know I do what you guys do, podcasting, blogging, that kind of thing. Uh, which is cool because now there are thousands of cheese podcasts. Mine was the first to hit the web and now there are a bunch of them, which is awesome to see.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for being a pioneer and making the the type of, you know, stuff that we're doing here on a weekly basis uh, possible. So, so it sounds like your, your, your path went from, you took a hobby that you were able to commercialize. And then when it, became less of a hobby and more of a job. It got a little less fun. So, so now you're, you're a, you're a super fan and uh, we love seeing all of your presence online and, and seeing all your bouncing around downtown KC. So the biggest question that I have based on that is where did you watch the AFC championship game?
1: Oh, I don't with my family. Uh, we're huge chiefs fans. Uh, I mean, we're, I think there might be a couple of games that we did not watch together. Um, over the years I mean we've always watched together so uh we enjoyed that uh definitely a good time uh going back to the Super Bowl uh which is kind of hard to believe doing it 2 years in a row with this team I never thought I'd ever see one but now back to back uh definitely excited to see uh what's going to happen in about uh 12 11 days
2: Yeah we were talking about the other that the other night after we did our our quick recap after the AFC Championship mm-hmm. game we have a guy in our group who's a professional touring musician he's he's part of a prince cover band a billy joel cover band um he plays the piano and the keyboards in both of those to, to give you an idea of what kind oh, of shops nice. we're talking about there but he he would always wear a shirt that said one before i die and that, that that's like a laughable thing at this point and i i think about we're we're getting ready to plan our super bowl party and you know, I'm going to the, the place tomorrow to lay everything out. And I, I was thrilled that I got to plan one of them. And now it's not only two, but two in a row. So that's, that's yeah. crazy. So uh, w- when did you know that the AFC championship was in hand and we were on our way to Tampa?
1: I had a pretty good feeling. I know a lot of people lost hope early on when they were down 9-0. But, you know, what's so weird about this football team. And I tweeted this as soon as they were down 9 nothing all of our playoff games last year were hard to, to, to overcome those um, instances. I mean, I mean, 24, nothing. Think about that. Okay. That's the biggest comeback in team history. And that was in a playoff (laughs) game. Uh, If the chiefs can overcome a deficit Mm -hmm. like that, not to mention, they erased that deficit in one quarter. Um, So to do that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think, I don't know who I saw a screenshot on Twitter. I think it might've been from ESPN. They posted, Uh, a list of these hot runs that the chiefs have gone on over the years. They haven't won all of them, but uh, this team is capable of lighting up the scoreboard in a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And this is a team that you just never really count out. Um, They're they're capable of coming back. Even when they're down, look at the Super Bowl last year. I think after that second interception, when the 49ers went, excuse me, and celebrated a lot of people thought that was in the bag, but this team just didn't give up defense stepped up uh, late in the game. Um, offense got going uh not to get off topic but I just felt like honestly since the beginning as uh cliche as that may sound I thought the the Chiefs were, uh, were gonna win that football game
2: yeah no I, I would say that I uh, I definitely agreed that that nine nothing was a little bit more than just a chance to kind of curse McCall Hardman for dropping uh, the football and that's that's really about all that was um
0: giving him that touchdown essentially
2: yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he, he yeah. handed him a touchdown. And I mean, but if, yeah. if you look at Buffalo's two games that they, they went through their, their game over the Ravens, they didn't really put any points up in that one. And they didn't really put any points up in this one either. Mm-hmm. I mean, we gave them seven, you know, of, of their 15, that was their, their like functional score until they got that, you know, one to kind of make things interesting towards the end. But it, it's been amazing to me to just watch the defense step up time and time again. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Spagnola seems to have stuff going and he he's able to get mm-hmm. the guys up for the moment. So moving on to um the specific plays, what was your favorite play call or or your favorite play watching the, the AFC championship?
1: Oh man. Uh I mean we kind of just alluded to McCole Hardman uh with what he did. Uh I, I really like that uh well before that, before the touchdown catch he had, uh just his teammates picking him up. I thought that was pretty cool i mean you saw it live on tv i'm sure you guys have all seen the clips that have come out uh from showtime or uh whatever that was nfl films where they um where they all approached him and and told him you know to kind of get over it and and, and be optimistic uh and the next thing you know uh they throw that touchdown past them and then that end around uh just to kind of boost his confidence and get this team going showing uh everyone else that look you know just because you're down nine zero doesn't mean you're going to roll over. That's not what this football team does. Hey, if, if anything, that's a, that's really how they thrive. I, I don't know if you guys would have It's like, I guess it, it, it's less concerning when they're behind and more concerning when they're ahead, as funny <laughs> as that may sound with this football team. Seriously. Uh, but, hey, you know what? Uh, <laughs> it, it, it works. That's just how it works with this football team. They've only lost, what, a couple of games mm-hmm. over the years? Uh, Mahomes' is, his record is, what, 25-1? and one? Uh, in the last 26 games. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, you just know that this team's going to win. Uh,
2: that's just the way it is with this football team, which is pretty good luxury to have. So um, do, do you watch Sporting KC or any other soccer? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I can't say I do. So so there's a, there's a terminology. Whenever a team will, will score, you know, one goal and you're going for the one one nothing when you'll do nothing but drop back and play defense and, and kind of the slang term for that is uh park the bus and that's kind of what it seemed like the the team did the second half of the season I mean you think about the uh, the Tampa Bay game during the regular season they just exploded put up a bunch of points and didn't didn't run the score up and on on some hands I kind of look at it as uh, Andy Reid's trying to not pull a Sean Payton and you know, get somebody hurt for the entire season because uh, because the Saints kind of run the score up on on teams. But at the same time, it's like they they just kind of threw away half the season and say, hey, you guys have seen what you need to see. We're going to go 14 and two and and call it a day. Um, is that anything that you've kind of noticed watching all all the games or, you know, what, what what was your thoughts on how most of the second half of the season played out? Well, I actually want
1: to go back because you do raise an interesting point. Do you guys remember the first Chiefs game under Andy Reid in 2013 in Jacksonville?
0: Yeah, Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. The Chiefs didn't score a touchdown in the second half until late in the game when Tom Bahali picked off whoever the quarterback was, and he was just two yards away from the end zone. So, you know, I mean, that – that right there. I, and I remember the narrative that week, people were impressed. It was, you know, Andy Reid's debut with the chiefs, but it was also a thought of, you know, why is it? We did so great early on, uh, but didn't score a single offensive touch on the second half. And then in 2016, I remember the chiefs had this weird trend under Alex Smith, where they would just score only in one half or one quarter. And and yeah. they would, that would be enough to win football games. Uh, last year the second quarter was kansas city's quarter i don't know man um you do raise an interesting point it's not ideal you prefer to see consistency for four quarters um but not to sound like a broken record uh i've said this for a while it's gonna hurt kansas city at some point but to be quite honest with you I've, i've been saying that for more than a year now and it's not really hurt kansas city they do have these inconsistent games but they're still on top of their opponents more times than not. Uh, Look, uh, you've heard the saying, if it's, if it's not broken, don't fix it. And Kansas city right now, they just have control of these football games uh, one way or another.
2: Yeah. I would say that I agree with you. I mean, we're we're expecting this to be a problem, but it's not, maybe it's just not going to be a problem. And, and, I, I'm cool. If it doesn't become a problem, uh, by the way, Blaine Gabbert, Chad Henney and Ricky Stanzi was the uh, quarterback depth chart for the 2013 Ricky Jacksonville team. Oh. Uh, and <laughs> interesting that we bring up that game. The beginning of the Andy Reid era is when the the majority of our fan group up in Milwaukee came together. There was a small group before that, but um, we really kind of started to expand during that season. So mm-hmm. Um, yeah good times remembering back to 2013 and so I guess uh, let's get into Super Bowl 55 we're you know 11 12 days away from that so how are how are you preparing and and how are you planning for the party with your family
1: oh man uh, preparing I, I'm just counting down the days it's going to be a long two weeks uh, That's just how it feels with the Chiefs nowadays, especially when you're so good. You just want it to be Sunday every day. You want to see them play all the time. But uh, no, man. I mean, uh, nothing special planned. Just gonna grill some burgers, have some drinks, and uh, hopefully watch uh, another Super Bowl, Super Bowl win. Uh, you know, I, I've said this. I said this last year, um, and I and I've said it this week too. Uh, if you guys remember, what was it, ten or eleven years ago? The Saints won a Super Bowl against the Colts uh, when Peyton yep. Manning was with the Colts at the time. If I told you guys at the time that Drew Brees would never win another Super Bowl nor go to another Super Bowl again, you guys would not have believed me. But look where we are now. Drew Brees has oh, not yeah. been to another Super Bowl since then. And you know, look at uh, uh,
0: look at Aaron Rodgers too. Right now, I was
2: gonna say we that's we live we live in Milwaukee, yeah. and the following year Aaron oh, Rodgers yeah. won one, and he hasn't been back. And that's that's been the real mind. That's mind blowing. My
1: my my point is, you know this last you know hopefully this is not our last super bowl i, I think we're going to have more mm-hmm. with this unit but you never know uh god forbid there could be a, a an injury that takes place so bask in this moment because this is what we've been mm-hmm. begging for for years and now we're getting it we are the team all 31 other franchises want to be us right now uh well i mean except for the bucks because they want to be that team to pull off the upset but uh you know at, at this point right now it's like everyone wants what we have right now so uh, I know some chiefs fans have complained a lot about close games uh, this season, not covering the spread and whatnot. Uh, first of all, you know, you got, you got to enjoy these close games. That's what makes them memorable. And on top of that, mm-hmm. enjoy the moment. Cause uh, they, it, it can go pretty fast. It, it really does. Yeah.
2: yeah that, that's definitely not lost on us. And uh, the, talk, talking about uh, tension and in, in games, we're going to get into this more as it goes, but uh, think back to the, the Kansas Jayhawks basketball championship. And what, what's the play that you remember from that? I know that I was with Brian, and Brian, t- tell me about when we almost broke my coffee table.
3: <laughs> well, if I recall, that was, uh, so yeah, when I see people ask me where I was at for Mario's Miracle, I believe I was uh, in, I was with you in Denver, and uh, it was where, I think it was the last two minutes, I was pretty de- dejected and looking at my phone and just not having, not very happy with the world. And then uh, well, you know, we all know, we've all re- seen the replays, we all know what happens. And I think you shout out the the, the loudest yell I've ever experienced ever. And I think it was like it was a one bedroom apartment or two bedroom at the time. And uh, I was it like, was two. It was two. <laughs> two bedroom, it was two bedroom. It was garden
2: view. It was great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, I believe uh, it was just uh, you know, it was pandemonium in that uh, I think we were the only people excited. Well, there's a few uh fans in Denver, <laughs> but uh, there are a few and far between than here in Lawrence. But uh, uh, yeah, if I recall correctly, we we got pretty loud in that apartment
2: complex. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I mean we, we we basically missed the high five, and I'm I'm catching him from falling on this glass <laughs> this glass coffee table. My, like, ah, I wanted to find out what broken glass looks like. Um, Chris, where were you for that? Because I, I know that we were all watching yeah. that. So where where is everybody at? We we need to get this out of the way.
0: <laughs> we were. I don't know if the, if the old Chicago on Iowa and Twenty Third is still there, but we watched every game of the tournament there, and I actually showed up there like i think one in the afternoon to make sure we had a, a table by the bar but uh that was yeah we were just packed like sardines in old chicago
2: farzine where were you at for that game i was in high school at the time so okay uh
1: nice. you know just watching at home with, with family uh certainly thought it was over uh like a lot of other people and uh, when they started, uh po- Cutting the deficit, you thought, okay, maybe there's a chance. Kind of funny you even mentioned that because, uh, you know the the Jayhawks, the Royals, the Chiefs, the, their road to championships is is kind of interesting. <laughs> it's, it, it, a lot of similarities there. Never really thought that before.
2: Yeah, and oh, yeah. Uh, it, it it's been a it, it's it's been a ride. So let's talk about the other play that I think everybody remembers where they were. Um, talk talk about watching Wasp. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh yeah i mean same place watching with my family uh i remember uh just seeing that play uh and it's funny because when you watch like the nfl films uh, extras um they show mahomes and biennemi talking about it it was mahomes who uh suggested that uh so to yeah. know what we know now about that play it's kind of kind of crazy to know i mean he was the one who called that and biennemi whoever he's talking to i'm guessing it's andy reed he goes hey he wants to run wasp can we do it And uh, I remember right there when Tyreek Hill made that big catch, I thought, "Okay, uh, it looks like we're gonna do this." So
2: yeah, I I still remember that. Yeah, that that was the exact uh, that was the exact vibe that we had in our room. I I think we had uh, what, Chris, probably 125 people packed into a room and a bar. So where we watch our games, we have a we have a a Buffalo Wild Wings in one of the suburbs up here in the Milwaukee area. We've got a room that holds sixty people. I think we had probably seventy or eighty in that room. Oh yeah, we were oh, definitely awesome. past yeah, max yeah. capacity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we had we had about seventy or eighty, and then there was another probably thirty or forty out in the bar that we're trying to keep, yep. you know, somewhat engaged and everything. And when that happened, it's uh trying to make sure all the DJ equipment that we had set up and all the all the lighting <laughs> we brought in just wasn't falling over. It was uh, it was crazy, but yeah, def- definitely the vibe of you know we're we're going to actually do this and, and that game obviously we knew going in against the Niners was was going to be a slugfest and everything and i think we need to be prepared for what the buccaneers defense has done during the playoffs and then also just the fact that we're going against tom brady and regardless of 43 or or whatever the, the dude's playing in his 10th super bowl <laughs> you know he's going for his seventh win um there, there's obviously the uh the mountain to climb so what are the keys to the victory to walk out of here with a second Lombardi trophy and, and and victory. What, what are the keys? You know, I
1: think your defense needs to play as cliche as it may sound, got to play their best game of the year. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know it sounds obvious to say, but this has been a defense that has had some inconsistencies in the regular season under spags, but in the playoffs, man, they turn it up. They really do. Tyron Matthews has been playing very well. Frank Clark's been doing better the last couple of games. I know a lot of people have complained about his inconsistency, Chris Jones. I know he didn't have a whole lot on the, on the stat sheet last game, but uh, I mean, he was out there, uh, you know, pressuring uh, Josh Allen at times. So, you know, he's capable of doing some things uh, to, to, uh, to beat the offensive linemen and to get into the pocket. So you got to do that. The, the thing about Josh Allen is he is capable of moving very well. Brady being much older and not as capable of that. So uh, if you break that pocket, you better take him down because you're not going to have any opportunities, but the Buccaneers do have a pretty good offensive lineman. And then when you look at the offensive side and know the, I mean, w- what are you going to say? I mean, Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyree kill, you know, everyone's going to come up with that game plan there, but, Uh, the loss of Eric Fisher is is brutal and and Mitchell Schwartz. It's, it's, it's pretty doubtful. He comes back. We're not really sure exactly what's going on with him. I know there've been rumors online and whatnot, but I don't think anything's been confirmed, but you know what, man, I'm still confident, um, offensively because if there's one thing Patrick Mahomes really does a great job of, I know a lot of people will say his accuracy, the deep passes and whatnot to me, it's his awareness. Uh, Mm -hmm. especially when he's under pressure. I think I've seen some crazy stat where, uh, he has very, very, I think only two interceptions and a bunch of touchdowns. I don't know exactly what the number is, but if you have like pro football focus or one of those premium websites, uh, you'd be able to find out, but uh, he's got some absurd touchdown to interception ratio when under pressure. So it's almost like in a weird way, this is just something he welcomes and will embrace uh, in a couple of weeks when the game starts. So um yeah, it's more ideal to have Eric Fisher, Mitchell Schwartz, all your offensive linemen. It's been kind of a tough year for that unit, but uh, you know what, man? Mahomes uh, knows what to do. He knows when he needs to run out of the pocket. He'll do it only when he has to. So even though it's uh, it's a really tough loss for the Chiefs, and you feel for Eric Fisher, man, because he's worked hard for this team over the years, and oh, he's really exactly, improved.
2: Exactly. Um,
1: but you know what, man? Uh, I'm still confident uh, that Mahomes will be just fine with the offensive line that we're going to see in a couple weeks.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to look up, uh, the Mahomes passer rating under pressure. Cause, Cause I know that he's the highest rated passer under pressure. Uh, that, that doesn't really tell the whole story. I'm um, try, trying to look that up, but yeah, definitely, uh, he thrives under pressure and, uh, kind of the formula to beat Tom Brady is to, to put pressure on him. So I I'm, I'm right there with you. It, it got to get that pressure up the middle it's got to come from the the front four you know Frank Clark and Chris Jones need to have the the, the games of their lives like they did last year during the Super Bowl and yeah. uh, what, what I think would be uh, you know interesting is to see Chris Jones maybe even top that because uh, there, there was a lot of writers that were sitting there saying that uh, Chris Jones very easily could have laid claim to the MVP trophy that Mahomes took for the Super Bowl last year, and I think that Mahomes would 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 pretty uh, gladly hand that over if that's what happens again. So the next the next question that I have is, um, we're actually going to skip ahead. Who do you think your your MVP for the game is going to be? I think we're all on the same page. We're expecting the Chiefs to win. We'll get into scores here in a little bit, but who who do you think yeah. is going to be the MVP for this game? You know what? I, I think just because of what he's done and
1: how much he really does get involved. I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. I, I think this is someone that, you know, he knows how to fire up his teammates. Uh, look what he did to, to McCole Hardman. He was the first one from the camera shot that we saw live on TV. It looked like he was the first one that walked over to McCole Hardman and got him motivated and, and tried to give him some some confidence. So, uh, I mean, this is a guy who's always going to fight uh, with his teammates uh, to the end. And I think uh, Travis Kelsey's is going to go out there and have a pretty big game. And I think uh, he he's going to be the one who gets the MVP.
2: Is he going to fight for his right to party? uh after the game yes yes okay (laughs) chris who are you looking at for mvp
0: um i'm gonna go with mahomes i'm gonna go with the obvious answer but um one guy started to flash last week that i'm looking forward to see how he does against uh the bucks trying to throw the ball down the field is juan thornhill because i think he is starting to to come back into form and that's going to be really important if uh you know we're going to blitz Brady, and Brady's going to try to throw you know, down the sideline. I think Juan Thornhill can can really play center field in this game.
3: Ryan, he got as an MVP. No, I think the easy money, probably the safe money is Mahomes, uh, assuming all things go as normal. But I do want to uh, point out that Farzine has brought up a few times. Uh, my favorite thing on the Internet today has been that video. Josh, I think you shared it on Facebook about where they picked up the players after that uh, muffed punt return. They mm-hmm. dropped them out uh, the punt and uh, watching because i remember talking with my wife tanya and she's like what do you think they're saying i'm like i bet you they're just lacing into him and boy was i wrong <laughs> no they're lifting him up and they're trying to be like no no a lot of plays left to be made yeah i think uh, that uh, Mahomes Mahomes like you know be you be you we know what you can do you know what we're capable of doing we've been here before focus and i'm like oh no, that's not, don't put me on a, a professional team. Cause I think I would, I, I expect my friends are lace into me and tell me never to do that again. But it turns out people are supportive. So that's good. I think that's yeah. a better, that's a better long-term system right there. But in terms of MPP, I, I just, uh, how do, how, do, how can I not save my homes on this one?
2: I, I, I'm glad to know that you would expect uh, a ton of negative feedback from people <laughs> like
3: me. <laughs> I know my friends. I'm pretty sure. I, I thought being, I was oh. nicer than
2: that, but apparently not. Um, so, uh, I, I I'm expecting that we're going to get a, a really interesting defensive uh, MVP. And by saying that, that means that the game is going to be somewhat close and there's going to be a play. So I'm going to go dirty. Dan Sorensen is going to make a play and, and be the MVP. It might be a pick six. It might be uh you know, a similar play against the Browns where he knocks the, the ball out across the pylon. Cause I think if you go to that Browns game, that would probably be who the pick would be. Would be Sorensen, so yeah. uh, I I think it would be an interesting situation like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go dark horse and, and interesting, but I definitely um, you know could see uh, Kelsey getting a season achievement award, and I could definitely see Mahomes just getting it because we're we're helping him collect hardware at this point. So let, let, let's get into predictions for the final score of the game. Uh, I'm gonna say 27 24 again, like the regular season game, and you know that's how we end up with the defensive. Uh, MVP Farzian. and who what do you think the final score is going to be
1: I think it's going to be high scoring I think uh, whoever wins this game is going to have to score 40 points uh, I'm going to go Kansas City in this one 41 35
2: okay Chris what do you got
0: uh, my initial thought is I think it's going to be a one score game um, I'm going to go probably 34 28
2: okay Brian
3: I'm in the same, I think, close to what Chris is saying there, too. Probably 35-21. 35-31. <clears throat> uh, I'm sorry. 35-31. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. So, yeah.
2: Close so, to. so we know what Tom Brady big playoff games look like. We know what the AFC Championship game two years ago looked like. So, let, let's let think of the scenario. There's two minutes left in the game. Farzine, do you picture... Brady having the ball and the defense making a stop and finally putting an end to him and his, uh, <laughs> I, I guess, mythical always getting it done. Or is it a situation where the defense makes a play at four minutes and then Mahomes gets the ball at two minutes and finishes the whole Greek God tour. So what, what, what are we looking at? Uh, I, I, I'd,
1: I'd love to say the former, cause it'd be so cool to see a, the defense, um, kind of put it into it kind of similar to last year's wild card game between the Titans and the, and the Patriots, where the, uh, where the Titans came away with that um, with that pick in the end zone. if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Six. Um, yep. yeah I, I, I would prefer the latter though. Uh, it's just the only game from the top of my head I can think of where Mahomes did not come through. Um with the ball in his hands uh, inside two minutes might be that Rams game, that crazy Monday night football game. Other than yeah. that, I think any anytime he's been asked to, you know, manufacture a game winning drive, he's been able to do mm-hmm. it. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I can't think of any other time where he's failed outside of that Rams game. I think that's the only one. So uh, more times than not, uh, he is going to win you that football game in the end. So I, I would certainly prefer that uh, he has the uh, last opportunity.
0: Yeah.
2: Chris, it sounds like you're uh, leaning the same way. What what are you picturing?
0: Oh, oh, uh, famous last words of a head coach is I trusted my defense in that spot. So it's it's no uh, no offense to our defense, but I do not want Tom Brady anywhere near the football in the last two minutes. I'd rather have Mahomes with the ball. Can I can I add something? Yeah, Yeah. go for it. Did did you guys see the
1: Raiders game against the Dolphins where they got eliminated from playoff contention with the face mask and all that crazy stuff at the end? Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah so john that game said the reason he was trying to be very conservative with the clock uh, is because he thought of what patrick mahomes did in that uh mm-hmm. game to the raiders on sunday night football so it's like you know it's it's pretty much like head coaches around the league and john gruden's been in the league for a long time he like Everyone knows that Mahomes is capable of winning the football game for you in the end. So, uh, you know, you, we obviously want Mahomes out of the football in, in the end. All 31 other teams want it to be the other way around. So, you know what kind of uh, magic yeah. he's capable of doing in the end. So, man, it makes you feel more, uh, uh, I mean, lucky, I guess, to, to have him on your team.
2: Well, it's like Gene Hackman's character in the replacement says is like, you know, winners normally <laughs> want the ball and uh, Shane Falco asked for the ball in that one. So uh, right. I'll, I'll throw it to you at this point, Brian, after a oh. uh, replacements uh, <laughs> reference.
3: Oh. oh yeah. I love a good '90s. Is uh, that nice? Nineties, 90s, right? Nineties 90s reference. You know, I love a good nineties reference.
2: Yeah, it was late nineties, early two thousands.
3: These decades run together at this age now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I I've, now that you've mentioned it, I'm, I kind of had a cold sweat break out the idea of Tom Brady having the last drive of uh, the game. It's actually kind of making me cringe a little bit and scared. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to, and I, I don't want want to see that. I guess I, that kind of goes back to the, um, the previous. Uh, there was a Chiefs and Patriots a few years ago. Remember that that drive? We were off sides. Remember that and and it was just we, we, we remember it go on
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: and i just that just kind of gave me that flashback there so i don't want to i don't want to live through that again so uh, if that has to happen, it could at least be up by uh, seventeen points, and then I'd be fine with that. <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: fine with that. Yeah. My- Seven, seventeen up, and uh, Brady's going, and he knows he's <laughs> yeah. got to score two touchdowns and a field goal. I I, I think we could all live <laughs> with that as well. So we're we're all uh, we're all ride or die with the Chiefs. We're all expecting them to win, but we think that the Bucks are gonna you know show up and have a good game plan, which you know it's a team with Tom Brady. I, I think that's a pretty safe assumption. So let let's uh, let's pivot a little bit to other eastern kansas um related type of uh type of places so we got we got ku and i know that this is a very uh, ku positive thing and uh, so we're gonna go ahead and not apologize to anybody who doesn't like ku so far farzee as a as a ku grad and uh, i'm sure a lifetime fan who is your favorite jayhawk player in any sport your entire time being alive Oof. Uh,
1: I'm more of a football fan uh, than a basketball fan. Even though our, our basketball team is more successful, uh, I've got to go with Gale Sayers, and I'm a little biased, uh, sure, for that because I did have the uh, the honor of interviewing him my uh, senior year at KU. Uh, super nice guy. Uh, wow. He and his family were actually all there for the interview. Uh, his wife was super sweet. Uh, she was very excited for that, and uh, uh, you know, of course we miss him. Uh, he he passed away a couple of months ago, but. Uh, what he did uh, to kind of just put KU football on the map at the time. And, uh, you know, this is somebody who did not get a lot of opportunities uh, uh, when he was trying to uh, get a scholarship and uh, going to the NFL uh, certainly made a lot of noise with the Chicago bears uh, during that time frame in the NFL. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe he was uh, drafted by the chiefs in the AFL. So, you know, who knows how that could have gone. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely would have to go with Gail Sayers.
2: Wow. Kansas comic. Good, good call. Uh, yeah, great story, call. by the way. So, so I, I want to dig a little bit more into that. So you, you interviewed Gail Sayers. This is when you were in high school? No, college. Oh, in college. college. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. How, how did you pull this off? Talk, talk about landing an interview with Gail Sayers. You know, it's funny. I was talking to my instructor
1: um, and I, and I just, you know, was just BSing. I go, you know, it'd be really cool to interview Gail Sayers. He goes, you know, uh, there's a girl in our class, her nickname's Q. Uh, she goes, Q is, uh, Gail Sayers' niece. I'm like, no, no, she isn't. (laughs) He goes, yeah, she is. I'm like, what? And so, you know, being the kind of person I am, I want to get this interview. I became really good friends with Q, got to know, introduce myself. I said, Hey, I'm a huge fan of Gail Sayers. I would love it if I could interview him sometime. And a couple of weeks later, she said, we can make it happen. And he actually came by for the spring game, uh, that weekend. So I, I still remember that Friday, uh, is when we got to do it. So that was pretty cool. I remember KU put that on the front page of their, uh, newsletter that they emailed to all the, uh, all the students. And I, I believe alums and, um, faculty members, whatnot. Uh, so that was pretty cool. That was definitely a, a fun experience. Uh, it was just a couple of weeks before graduation and I can safely say that's the, uh, best college memory for me.
2: Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. That's Awesome. That's incredible. So what, what was your favorite, uh, Jayhawk team in eSports?
1: Oh man. Uh, I'd have to go with um, the years when you had Kirk Heinrich and Nick Collison. Uh, I know um, <laughs> they didn't come through with the championship in the end, but that was such a fun basketball team to watch. Uh, they made it to the final four one year and then made it to the uh, championship the next, um, you know, obviously yeah. you, you w- would have wished for a different ending and unfortunately that was the end of Roy Williams, but then you got Bill Self who came over to Kansas and, you know, just kind of made things seem like uh how they were before, and uh, you know, yeah. when you're a Kansas fan, Kansas has only had eight coaches, if I remember correctly, and you know, this team's had uh, great consistency along the way, so uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty good to see that kind of su- success with Kansas basketball for sure.
2: Yeah, another thing, just uh, kind of live in the moment and uh, realize that it's still going. <laughs> Long time yeah. later, it's still going. Cr- Chris, who's your favorite Jayhawk?
0: Um, <clears throat> Kirk Heinrich, uh, I. I still contend that the best Jayhawk basketball team that I saw was the 0-1, 0-2 team that had Gooden, Collison, Simeon, Langford, Miles, Heinrich. So it's too bad they couldn't get past Maryland in that final four. But uh, yeah, I, I loved Kirk Heinrich when he was playing and I was like actually really excited when he got drafted by the Bulls. Yeah I remember that night. But uh, but yeah, I funny thing is I actually went to college with Kirk Heinrich's girlfriend at uh, Northwest Missouri State she ran track so they actually <laughs> they went they didn't go to school together but they stayed together Yes, nice. yeah and, and,
2: and your favorite team was that one team
0: yeah yeah I'd have to say so I, I just think that team was so stacked it's just too bad they couldn't break through
2: yeah Brian uh player and team
3: Wow. Now I've, I've been kind of ever since you introduced that question a few minutes ago. I'm trying to rack in my brain here. Uh, in terms of, uh, I mean, favorite player. I mean, I kind of want to buck the trend and go kind of Todd Reese over here. Uh, there we go. He's
0: you my know. second favorite.
3: Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking the the football route, the uh, basketball route. Oh gosh. Uh, I mean, there's you could Mario. I sat behind Mario, Mario Chalmers one of my classes. I remember that. That was kind of a cool experience. And um, and then I mean, gosh, there was a. Uh, uh, gosh i'm trying to think Uh, oh dj tyrell reed's wedding i
2: was gonna say didn't you dj tyrell reed's wedding and had had to keep cole aldrich in control yeah yeah he's kind (laughs) of
3: he's he's freshly into the nba runs in i'm like oh i have to go corral this really tall nba player to come back out i got to announce him and uh but yeah nice enough they're just you know having fun and uh bill self is walking around i'm already djing like oh god if i can just see him dance ymca that'd be really funny i just kind of want to see that that did not happen i think he was in and out i don't know how long he stayed for but uh yeah i remember just uh, there's just uh, you know a, just a bunch of ku uh ball players in there and so uh but in terms of memories that i remember uh obviously i was there for i mean i was with you josh whenever mario did his thing and uh but i remember going to watch todd racing and whenever we were uh uh, as competitive as we were in the football for that uh, that little stretch we had there. Uh, actually watching them play Mizzou, uh, even though we fell to Mizzou, uh, but still being in that, that presence at Arrowhead, that was just a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. so, so that's a lot of fun memories of that. Brian, do you DJ a lot of events or? I did uh, back when I was in college, uh, back in those, uh, those years of the, I mean, hell, it was from 2003 or four to like 2012. I was probably doing weddings every other weekend uh and but yeah i did a lot of lawrence i was at um macelli's quite a bit on the weekends. so every saturday I was probably at, if i wasn't at macelli's i was at the country club at here in lawrence or something like that so yeah a lot of djs nice. cool.
1: cool no i was just curious because i used to um i mean everyone calls it djing but it's technically not djing but i used to be the uh uh audio director for the kansas city royals and i did it briefly with the mm-hmm. chiefs uh so That was pretty fun. I had no DJing experience. Uh, They they were looking more for for, for people that had radio background, like running a radio board. Uh, But that was a pretty fun experience. I was just wondering if you had done anything like that before. Did you
3: ever get on? Did you ever do KJHK stuff? I did.
1: Yes. So was I. I
3: I had had a a Friday night show. back in those days as well with a couple of guys uh probably you know we probably graduated with their they were journalism students as well so uh, but yeah, yeah we had a, a political talk show it went from like five to six uh kjhk and that was that was fun because you know they were, they we're breaking i mean there was you know a lot of the political shows they dump news at 5 p.m on a friday and we're on it from like yeah. five to six so we get all these like news dumps like oh hey we're gonna talk about oh, all this messed up stuff
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i uh, kjhk is a lot of fun like i mean i had a lot of fun memories there for sure uh I don't know if you got – did uh, – did, Chris, you said you went to KU also, right?
0: Yeah, I went to graduate school there.
1: Okay. Did you do KJHK or anything yeah. like that?
0: Nope. No, I was a science okay. major. So <laughs> I didn't. Yeah.
1: Well, the, the reason I was going to add, Brian, I don't know if you knew this. Oh, sorry. You cut out for a second. Oh, go for it. Got, okay. Yeah, still... No, I was, I was just going to say, Brian, I don't know if you knew this, but unfortunately – uh, the year I became the assistant sports director, they decided to cut back on all of the sports shows. Uh, so instead of having a sports show, uh, once a, once a night, Monday through Fridays, they cut it back to just once a week. And, uh, I mean, basically a lot of the other shows were just online, basically like a podcast, which was not a lot of fun to do because everyone wanted that live radio experience. And and their, uh, explanation was that, you know, uh, sports radio from student media is not good quality and i thought was you know we're all students here we're all learning to try to do it professionally which Mm -hmm. i thought was bs i was upset about it there were actually some past kjhk Mm -hmm. guys do you know who pat strothman is super tall guy Mm -hmm. six seven he was he was a sports director one year at kjhk uh he even you know even though he graduated he was trying to fight for the sports staff um I I don't know what's going on now. I don't know anyone at KU, but I hope they've restored sports shows because, you know, I mean, think about it. You're, you're KU, you have a basketball team there that, you know, you should be talking about every day. Um, weekly weeknights but i don't know yeah. uh, I, 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 was, I was just wondering if you knew about that i have not,
2: not Ku you should fan. be feeding content to national media when it comes to to basketball coverage i mean that that that's crazy that makes yeah.
3: also i must i, I, I sneer at the, the concept of
2: it's not up to quality I'm like yeah it's college students oh learning. and like all the professional yeah. stuff is it's like give me a break you know <laughs> yeah. trying to get good but there's, I, I mean, there's I, crap out there everywhere at every level what are you talking about <laughs> have you seen have you seen first things first yeah, yeah. Yo, I, I like yeah. First things <laughs> first. <Yeah. Yeah>. Exactly. Crap, <laughs> crap quality. I, it's hilarious, though. I love that. I mean, it's uh, it, it it's, that's a a bunch of guys sitting around drinking beer, talking sports, and that's what I like about it. Um, you know, him and uh, him and Brandon Marshall just have this like blatant disrespect for each other. They talk over the host the whole time. I love it. It's great.
0: <laughs> oh man, I remember when Nick Wright was on six ten. Yes. Yeah, was too. Sure. Yeah. Well, that. Just to listen to you know what? You
1: know what's funny. I actually did not know that there was another radio station outside of a ten until I heard this rumor that oh yeah. Soren Petro and Nick Wright just like went at it apparently at the Chiefs uh, practice facility. They got into like a big fight or something, hmm. uh, and Nick Wright just basically like opened up that. about that uh, on uh, his radio show, which I thought was funny. That's awesome.
2: So let, let's let's talk a little bit more about being music director for the Royals. So what what years was that? Yeah. Yeah, that
1: was so funny enough. We were talking about um, me being in journalism. I was not happy with, with uh, 610. I wasn't getting a lot of hours. In fact, the new person at 610, the new producer had to work this really crappy one hour shift on a Saturday morning at 7am. It, it was a paid programming show. <laughs> uh, they needed a They needed a producer and whoever the newest person was had to work that. And i thought all right you know this is me you know working my way up i'll do it and i had to train the new the next person who was new and the guy was not getting it at all and so I, I i had to keep producing that which sucked um and it got to the point funny enough uh my boss at 610 got an email saying hey the royals are looking for people he sent it to every every producer on staff and i later found out you know uh It was thirty dollars an hour, whereas the six ten is nine bucks an hour. So even though it's a seasonal job, I thought, no, I I I need to. I'm not really happy here, and I kind of need to take this. So I was happy I did, and it was a lot of fun, man. I was not very good at it my first year. Um, It was my first time doing any kind of DJing or anything similar, similar, similar like that. I really learned the concept uh, after my first season that look, you got to play upbeat music i get a lot of text messages from people saying hey can you play this song or this song it's like these are all great songs that people are suggesting but you got to play good stadium music you got to play something that people can dance to because you got to keep in mind in between innings um you know if, <laughs> if there's still a break the cameramen are going to be showing fans up on the video board and you want them to be able to dance to something so uh yeah. you know one of my favorites was uh, jump around by house of house of pain anytime we're on a run or on a rally. I would always play that song and every single person in the in the stadium is jumping literally like that is the perfect way to just get every uh, captivate the audience and uh, kind of get them into it so no that was pretty fun. Uh, I did that for about five se- four and a half seasons I think and uh, I'll say man it's it's the most fun job I've ever had it's pretty cool to be able to the music That's and cool. kind of do all that behind the scenes kind of thing.
2: So, so you kind of answered part of the next question that I was going to ask. Um, Brian was a wedding DJ. I, I'm still a wedding DJ. And, and so I, I totally understand oh, Okay. What, what you're talking about. And uh, I'll normally play music for the big primetime games and in, in the commercial breaks and stuff, because nobody needs to see what's on TV uh, for, for our watch parties. So my, my question was going to be, what were the big bangers that that you uh, always got the crowd going with? And I'll tell you that for me personally, jump around has always been my go-to somebody walks up to you puts a gun against your head and says you have to get uh you know 150 <laughs> people on a dance floor and you don't get to play a line dance if you can play a line dance it's cupid shuffle but uh it, you can't play a line dance jump around's a song grandma will come out and jump around <laughs> so what, what, what were the other uh bangers that got everybody up oh man in, in the area um... you were in <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of people, I, I, I'm not, here's the thing, in a setting like that, you've got to play music that other people like, uh-huh. and so I had to do some research to see, you know, what is popular, because I'm not the most well-versed person when it comes to music, that's something I definitely learned in uh, my first year when I was working there, because I wasn't very good at it my first season with the Royals. Uh, but a lot of people just love uh, Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so easy to dance to. In fact, I remember one occasion. We had like a long uh, – there was um, uh, there was a, uh, a play that was being under review, and it was taking a long time. And usually when that happens, you just have to play music while you wait for the umpires to make a call. So I'm playing uh, Can't Stop the Feeling, and I'm about to change a song, and my cameraman goes – Farzine, you made this girl's dream uh, you made this girl's day and I look at his monitor uh to see what that cameraman's shooting and it's a girl with down syndrome who's dancing to the song I'm like all right I'm just gonna leave it you know she's she's enjoying it she's enjoying the music so why not so you know music like that another one that will easily get the audience going uh almost anything from jock jams again the key is to do it during a a rally uh because that's when fans really get into it um and uh, gosh, there's one from Pitbull. I can't think of the name right now. Um, uh, gosh, I can't think of the name, but there are a couple uh, of Pitbull songs. Kyocho? But there's
3: Kyocho? I
1: know you want me. Na, 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 na. No, 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 no. No, not first that like, song.
2: Hey, don't stop the music. Yes, yes, yeah. that one, that one, yeah, yeah that one. Yeah, yeah. That
1: gets a lot of people. Uh, yeah. I mean, people get into it for sure. So music like that uh, definitely helps uh, get
2: the audience on their feet gotcha gotcha all right well we've covered uh we've we covered all the Kansas City sports um so you don't really watch any sport in kC right Mm-mm. so so we don't need to cover yep. them at all Okay. So we've covered, we've covered the Royals. We've covered the chiefs. We've covered, uh, we've covered KU. There aren't any other Kansas uh, college sports that I think we need to talk about from a D one standpoint. Um, so uh, I guess one, one more thing before we go. So uh, all, all the time as a music director for the Royals, what was your favorite game or favorite play that you were running music for? Oh, like best memory of that.
1: That's easy. Uh, I've got to go with, um, I think it was 2016. We were losing to the White Sox by like five or six runs in the, in the ninth inning. And, you yeah, know, that was I'm, over
0: Memorial Day weekend, I think.
1: Yes, I, I think you are yeah. right. Yeah, that, oh, that, that, that was, does sound that awesome. <laughs> uh, I, yep. And I remember usually uh, when you're w- w- the Royals, what they'll do is they'll play like these. Um, they'll put something on the video board where it says get loud and we have corresponding music that goes with that. But they weren't really playing any of that because we were losing by six. And I thought, you know what? I'll still play, you know, let's go Royals and Like I was still do- doing uh, those drops there. And, you know, we just got one base runner after another. And then we got one run after another. And we're all kind of just like looking at each other. We're like, we should probably start playing, you know, some, some pump up music here to-, <laughs> to kind of get the team into it. So, um, and then I remember, I think the guy's name was Brett Eibner. He had just been called up a couple of days before and he got the, uh, uh, the game winning RBI, uh, which was awesome. And everyone in the stadium was into it. Our entire control room just went nuts uh, when that happened. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I'd I'd have to say that's my favorite game.
2: How responsible did you feel for the win that day?
1: (laughs) Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I I try not to take uh, too much credit for that kind of thing. Uh, I, I will say, you know, it, it's, it's one of those <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I will say it's one of those things, man, where it's like, if you're playing good music, no one cares about, you know, what you're doing. But if you play a song that just sucks, your bosses will let you know about it for sure. Actually, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, so we had this tradition and we, did, and we, we didn't want to overuse it. We would maybe do it every other inning. If, if we're having a good game, if our pitcher is having a good game, but uh, if you guys ever pl- played the game Mortal Kombat, I never did, but I guess... I still uh,
0: remember the, the blood code, yeah. They, uh,
1: I guess there's a character who says ha! finish him. We yeah, would yeah. play that, and then we'd do the yep. slow clap anytime there was two strikes and two outs. And I remember my <laughs> uh, director in my ear would go, okay, two strikes, two outs. And I'm thinking, oh, two strikes, two outs. So I did it. Oh, ha! finish him. him. <laughs> And Salvador Perez is batting nice. Oh,
2: shit. No, oh. not nice. That's oh. a guy on our team. <laughs> oh. oh God. Oh dear God.
0: And, uh, oh, and I, I,
2: I caught that. I caught that. This is like a everyone, slow motion. <laughs> oh.
1: Everyone is like, no one noticed anything for a few seconds, but everyone's like Farzine, Salvador Perez is batting. I'm like, Oh, I turned down the board immediately. And, um, Dayton Moore's assistant texted my boss. (laughs) (laughs) Dayton Dayton Moore's boss texted, uh, or excuse me, Dayton Moore's assistant texted my boss, and he goes, "That better be a new person." And my (laughs) boss, my boss goes, "Yes, it is a new person." So he definitely covered for my ass that night. Um, I actually got text messages from people saying that Twitter is complaining, and I go, "Damn it." I am avoiding Twitter. I'm not going
3: to I didn't end. know I'm,
2: I was doing anything right. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter's complaining.
3: <laughs> oh, that is something. That's
2: quite a story. Oh, that, oh my I, God. Yeah. Twitter's I'm not happening. What I are we gonna it. do? I was <laughs> yeah. right
3: thinking about that.
2: Oh my God. God. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that, you know, that's it's, definitely a story you're gonna tell your grandkids. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is
1: um <laughs> is you know, and, and you know, there were times where you know I'd fill in, there was someone else would fill in whatever. Um there was one weekend where i was in mexico you know just having a margarita having a damn good time and i'm getting a bunch of text messages and facebook messages from people saying why are you playing britney spears and i'm thinking <laughs> keep in mind you know, I'm, i've had a few drinks so I have i'm no having idea.
2: margaritas i'm hitting baby one more time what do you mean?
1: <laughs> i'm asking these people i'm like what the hell are you talking about britney spears <laughs> they go you're playing britney spears up right now and i'm kind of looking around i'm looking at my my glass i'm like what are these people talking about? And then the next morning I realized, Oh, they think um, I was at the stadium. So it's always funny. You know what? The nights I didn't work, there were some crazy things that would happen at the stadium and people would ask me, Hey, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not at the
2: stadium. you tell me what's going on. So that was always interesting. I'm yeah. guessing that somebody was at the game and they drank too much beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> accurate <laughs> yeah exactly all right well uh, i think we're all uh we're all on the same page chiefs are winning another super bowl this week we're finally going to have three we're going to be uh equals with our afc west compatriots and we'll get to running it back again again next year and until then uh from the chiefs cast good night
0: so run it back for the boys from 69 back for the fans. On-